So today we're going to continue with the third part in this four-part series about tshuva and about preparing for Yem Adin, and specifically the etzis, the practical etzis of how to be menatzeach badin, how to win in din. So the last uh, time we discussed being dan lekavschus, how that's a schus and din, because if we're done, other people kaschus, the hope is that the Rabbani Shalom will see us in a positive light as well and judge us favorably. The time before that, we discussed how it's important to be mitzvah yourself to a tzibor. Tzibor le mace. If you want to tap into the immortal nature of life, you have to make yourself irreplaceable to the tzibor. Today we're going to discuss something else, and that is being Maver al which means that a person has the ability to overlook things and to not be such a stickler for everything that is owed to me and every person that should be doing something for me and, and didn't and, uh, and is not acting in a way that I expected them to act and we right away get upset. A person that is able to be Mavra al a person that's able to overcome that temptation at everyone acting perfectly and setting the bar super high for people, and if they don't meet that bar, then we right away um, throw them away. That is something that's a very, very chashava mida to have. We call it vitor, to be mavater. Mevater means like we don't, uh, we're not such a, we're not so makbid. We don't have a kapeid on every single thing and every single person. There are people that walk throughout life with this tremendous chip on their shoulder and everybody, you know, they have it in for everybody because this guy wasn't nice to me about this and this person acted disgusting to me and this person owes me money and this person, you know, you have, you have tightness on the world. Being mevater, a person that's mevater, just lets everything roll off their back. It's not a big deal. I don't care. I'm not makbid. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. We're, we're, that's, that is a wonderful personality type. That's a personality type that will get along with people in life. Marriages will be good, and friendships will be good, and work environment will be healthy, all because you're not such a stickler. You're not so makbid on every little thing. And this is a very big schus in Din. And this is actually not just found in the Sifrei Musr, this is actually a Gemara. This is probably, of all the things that we've discussed until now, um, this is probably the one with the earliest source. Because it's actually a Gemara Mefureshes in Rosh Hashanah Yedzayin Mebez. And the Gemara there says, Amar Rava, Kal HaMavir Al Midaisav, Whoever is Maver al whoever has this midah of being a Mavater, Mavirin lay al kol pishav. The midah kenegan midah is that Hakadosh Baruch will forgive all of your sins. If you're Maver al you I'm not makbed about my covet, about my you know my own things. So Hakadosh Baruch is going to not be makbed on you. You you know you weren't. He Hakadosh Baruch set the bar the bar high for us. And we're not always able to pass the bar. So, but if Hakadosh Baruch Hu sees that we don't hold other people that accountable when they can't, you know, meet our expectations, 
and we're fine with it, we understand it, we're accommodating, we're, we're, we're chilled. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachal also will be Ma'avir Menachal Pshav. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to say, like, listen, he sinned. I have, I have high expectations for him, but I'm not going to be such a stickler with my expectations because he shows in his own personal conduct that he doesn't hold people accountable either. If you have the other type personality that every little minor infraction that other people do to me is off with the head, then Akash Brahma says, oh really? That's the way you treat other people? How would you like it if I treated you that way? Every little Avera, every little, you know, small Avera, big Avera, I'm going to also be very mocked with you. But if you're, if you're not makbid with other people, if you're able to be mavral midaisav, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises a Gemara. And it's a, it darshins it from a Pasuk, Shenemar, Noisei Avain, V'oivar al Pesha, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Noisei Avain, he removes sin, V'oivar al Pesha, and the Gemara darshins, L'mi Noisei Avain, who does he remove sin for? L'mi Shoivar al Pesha. People that, are able to be Ivaral Pesha when people do bad stuff to them, they're they're okay with it. They're Mavatar. They're able to like say it's fine. Don't worry about it. You st- somebody steps on your toe, either you could go crazy on them or you could say, No, it's fine, I'm okay, it's fine. You know, Mesha Feinstein, they close I don't know if this story is true. I've heard later years, you know, when you're a kid you hear these stories and then somebody said that's no, not so true. But, you know, it could have been true. Ramesha I think Ishibacher gave him a ride home. Or, or helped him into a car, and he uh, he basically closed the car door on Ramesha's fingers, supposedly. And Ramesha didn't say a word. He was like, you know, he like got his hand out somehow, and like he was like going like this, but he didn't want to hurt the guy's feelings. That's a very extreme case of being uh, of being uh, mevater and being Ivar al pesha. But but I, I, it's a good muscle, at least for what a person has the ability to do. We like it doesn't have, doesn't have to be somebody closing a door on our finger. It could be just the person ignoring us as they walk into the room, or a person uh, you know saying something that's not perfectly filtered or against us. And again, I always have to like you know remind people that this isn't this does not mean that a person should tolerate being abused. Don't walk out of here thinking that, okay, so it means if somebody pushes me around, bullies me, you know, beats me up, uh, you know, is disgusting to me and like uh, curses at me, calls me all the names in the book, screams at me, I should just take it and be happy. And that's, that's not what we're saying. We're saying for regular stuff that, you know, you have a choice to make whether or not you want to be very makbid or not, then try to not be so makbid. Try to just let things go. But things that are real serious, you know, they're you know they're not they're not regular stuff. They're like out of the you know out of the box sort of abuse. That's that's a different. That's not what we're talking about today at all. If you look in Rashi on that Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, he says like this: an interesting lashon. Hamavir al midaisav. What does it mean? Hamavir al midaisav. If you decipher or dissect that phrase, mavir. Now, you think that it means you're being maver on your midas, right? On your character, you're like, you're not being, you're like glossing over, you're passing over your, your midas, your, 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 your character. I, that's what I think is the pshat on the world. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be mak, but if you're like, if you're, if you're sort of doing something against me or who I am or my, my, but that's not how Rashi learns. Maver al midas of, Rashi says, Midaktek midah 
umeniach midaisav v'hailechlai. Rashi learns that the word mavral midaisav means like a measurement, like a mida, midas and mishkalas. A measurement is like I'm not so makbid to measure out mida for those that are mitzarmi. Meniach midaisav v'hailechlai. So, meaning if somebody would um, measure me out a midah that's not appropriate, then I'm not going to be mitzahar of them. I'm not going to be makbid. Meaning if somebody doles out to me something that is inappropriate for who I am, I did you so many favors, and then when I asked you for something, you didn't give me the measure that I expected or that I deserve from you, I'm not going to be Machmano. I would normally, you know, my, the, 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 what do we do naturally? Naturally, how could you do that to me? Don't you know all that I did? And you can like go on for a 20 minute Muslim about all the things I did for you. And then when I came over to you and I wanted to ask you for a lift, I gave you lifts to the moon and you, and I asked you for a lift to a chas and you can't give it to me. But, if your mavral midaisev, that means that you're not going to measure it. You're not going to like have everything on your scale and say, well, you know, you owe me and now, and how come you're not paying me back perfectly? That is a tremendous maila. Um, and then ma'avir menop, I'll call Peshav, Rashi says, ein midas hadin if you're not so makbid on your scales, on your measures, HaKadosh Baruch is not going to be medactic either. I'll also walk away and say, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Here we have a Chazal that's telling us how to win in Din. This is not just shtick. This is not like, okay, somebody, some mashkiach in some yeshiva in Europe came up with some chaps, you know, how to be. This is the Gemara. The Gemara is saying, if you want to be Mavra Pesha, if you want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be to be forgiving and not to be so medactic in din, very simple. You should not be medactic with other people in your own din, in your own midas. I once had a ara based on this Rashi that we just quoted. In last week's parsha at the end of Kisetze, we had the parsha of Midas and Mishkala, so you have to have perfect midas, you have to weigh everything perfectly. So Rashi says, so the, the Pasuk says like this, and listen if you can uh, hop, you know, what I'm trying to point out over here. And I'll emphasize it. It says like here, You shouldn't have in your house an eifa, an eifa, different measures, big and small, whether you're buying or selling, you're trying to rip people off. So you have stones, the counterweights, you know, to balance things out. If it's a pound, I'll sometimes use a pound and a quarter. Sometimes I'll use... I'm very... I, I get upset. Like, sometimes you go into, a, into, let's say, a takeout store, and, you know, you ask for a pound of cholent, let's say. So what do they do? Sometimes, like, and then you get home, and you see, like, they didn't give you a pound of cholent. They gave you, like, like one and a quarter pounds of cholent. 1.25. I didn't ask for 1.25. You know, if they gave me 1.01... Fine, but like there's comes a point like it's not it's not appropriate. You're 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 sort of ripping me off. Like it's not, you know, if you want to give me less, it's also not appropriate. You should give me so you can't you have to something. You can't give exact, but like you know, it's it's sort of not. I don't think it's honest when you give too much. But that's not even what he's doing. At least the the measures are hopefully accurate in the store, and he's just giving me too much. But at least I'm getting what I paid for, just getting more than I wanted. But sometimes you're not even getting what you paid for because the the scales are not honest. 
You know, they, they basically messed around with the scales. So again, it says, It seems to be like this constant um, refrain of the word lacha or lach. The pasa keeps on being madgish. You should not have you know, messed up scales. Your scales should be perfect. Your dry measures, your wet measures, all of the measures in your, in your store, in your house, should be perfect measures. Why does it keep saying, lacha? We get it. Obviously, we're not talking to the, your neighbor. We're talking to you. Well, does this have to say, you know, you know uh, by any other mitzvah Torah, you should not, uh, you know, it, say it once. Why do I have to keep on lacha, lacha, lacha? I was thinking that maybe what the Pasuk is trying to say is that when it's you, when you're the one that's measuring things out, you have to be very makbid on your measures. If I have a store, if I have a takeout store, I've got to make sure that my scales are working properly, they're properly calibrated, that I'm giving customers exactly what they deserve. The measure has to be perfect. When I'm giving it out, l'cha, your measures have to be perfect when you're treating other people a certain way. You have to act perfectly. As opposed to what? as opposed to when other people are measuring things out for you, then you shouldn't be so makbid. Meaning, even if you're perfect in your measures, don't say, well, I, I'm perfect with everybody else, I expect everybody to be perfect with me, don't worry about it. That you have to be ma'avram midaislav, literally. You have to say, okay, listen, I'm, I'm, if people are not makbid, if people are not so from when it comes to what they're doling out to me, what they're giving me, either in, you know, Cheshem Mishpat or Ebenezer or, or, or Chaim Yerideh, whatever it is, any type of thing that is happening to me, that other people are being unfair to me, I gotta, I gotta overlook that. I have to be Mavra Amidaisav. Your own skills have to be perfect. The way you treat others, you can't say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm Mavra Amidaisav to other people. I'm, I'm about there, so I'm gonna act in a way expecting other people to move out there for me that doesn't work that way. You have to be perfect. You're expected to set the bar high for your own standards of, of relationships with other people. You have to treat other people perfectly. You have to be you know, always on the highest level of, of, of ethics and honesty and, and good midas. But when it comes to other people doling things out to you, measuring things out to you, treating you a certain way, then you should not be makbid. I think that might be what the Torah is telling us. Based on the Rashi, the Rashi is the one that's saying that Mavro Midaisa means literally that you're not being midaktik, limdaid midol, and mitzaranaisa. And this is what we call vitor. Vitor is something that's a beautiful mida to have, like I said before. If you're able to move with other people, you are a winner in life. It's very hard to be mevater. Vitor is, is a very hard thing to do because our natural tendency is we always want to even the score. We always want to you know, make sure that if somebody did something bad to us, we are not going to let him get away with it. And if, he ever, if we ever have the opportunity to you know, take revenge in a certain way, we will. You weren't nice to me last week. I have a mental note of that. And now when you come to me, I'm not going to be so nice to you. You didn't let me, uh, you know, copy your notes when I was sick. Now I'm not going to let you copy my notes when I, when, when, you know, the other way. And v'chehena v'chehena, vitor means, you're right, you know, this guy really wasn't nice to me, but who cares? Get over it. Just be mevater, let it go. Let it go. 
This is especially true in Shalom Bayis. I always quote uh, Rav Shach's famous vart when somebody asks Rav Shach, "How are you so? How do you do Shalom Bayis? You know, what's the trick to having perfect, uh, you know, relations with your wife? Uh, how do you do it?" Rav Shach had a had a storybook uh, marriage, and uh, he said, "There's three tricks to Shalom Bayis." you want to have peace in the home, if you want to really have harmony and everything good in your house, three tricks. Vitor, Vitor, and Vitor. Those are the three things. Hassan, whenever I give this in a private, they're like whipping out their pen. They're ready for like the, you know, for me to whisper that. It's one thing. It's Vitor, Vitor, Vitor. If a person is Mevater, you're going to have a good marriage because it's all about Vitor. If you're going to say, you know, well, you know, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and, you know, how could you, you're not going to get away with that and you're not going to, you know, you're, you're going to have a horrible marriage because everything is going to be tit for tat and you're going to not give in, you're going to, you know, be mocked on every little thing, you know, that's not going to work. The only way that a person can manage in any relationship, but especially in a marriage which is fraught with a lot of tension sometimes because you're living together, because men and women are different, so... You know, the only way that you're going to survive that is if you're that personality type that's just very easygoing. It's fine, you know, I know that, you know, you got upset at me when, when I came late, you know, last week for supper, but in, tonight, you know, we were supposed to go out, and you came late, so I could say, oh, for you it's okay to come late, just meet, just get over it. Don't, don't make a big deal about it. Just shut up and like move on. Forget about it. Be mevater. Chalk it up to like, you know, just forget about it. Don't be so makbid. And if you're not makbid, then you can be livable. You're, you're a person that, that people could get along with. But if you're going to be like that type that, you know, no, you didn't do that to me and you act babyish and you act like very makbid on every little thing, then it's going to be a tough go. Rav Shach once said, this is not about marriage, it's a stam, there were two people that were fighting, you know, about a certain, I guess, issue, whatever, whatever it was, like a political issue in a shul or whatever, and, he, you know, neither of them wanted to budge an inch. And Rav Shach told somebody about this machlekes, he said, he said, it's a shame that they don't know the sweetness of Vitor. There's a certain sweetness to being mevater. You think that it's much better to, you know, I'm macho, I got, I'm not giving in, and we're going to fight to the depth and whatever. There's a certain sweetness to vitor. If a person is able to be that type, then I'm just like, forget about it, it's fine. You win, you know, like, I'm not going to be makbed, you, know, you know, it's true that, you know, you didn't give me this, or, you know, you promised that you would, and you gave it to somebody else, and it's fine, it's fine. There, when you act that way, there's like a nayam to your life. There's a certain, there's a certain like um, intangible chain to people that are like that. They just have a chain to them. Like, it's fine, don't worry about it. For the people that are, you know, that type personality, it's very difficult to live with. Nobody respects them because they're so macho. It's like nebuch. Like, you, you know, you're so, you, you, don't, you don't budge. You're just like a, a bulldozer. Nobody wants to be roommates with a bulldozer. Nobody wants to be married to a bulldozer. Nobody wants to be friends with a bulldozer. You want to be friends and hang out with people that are just chill, that are nice, easygoing type of people. Rav Shach said, also, additionally, in a separate time, he said, my whole life I was mevater. And never once did I lose because of it. You think 
that if you're mevater, that means that you're a loser. And you're going to, you know, you're always giving up things. You're always going to, you know, you're basically conceding defeat before you even start. So you're going to lose, right? If you're, if you're that person that's always giving in every time there's like, let's say a money matter, let's say, you know, you're, you're, you and your neighbor had some financial disagreement about something with a gardener, with a fence that was being built or whatever. And, you know, and, and you say, you know, it's fine. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy paying for it. Are you crazy? You're 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 going to lose. You're losing out on on a lot of money because you're you're a, you're a pushover. You're a wimp. You're a, you're a, you're a loser. Rav Shach says no. You never lose out when you're mavater. Whenever you're mavater, and it seems like I'm losing, you'll always win. You'll win on many levels, but you'll always win. Don't think that you're going to lose out on things. The Chavetz Chaim used to say that. He made a special, like, shalom account, which means that he had a special, I don't know if he had a bank account or he had an envelope in those, I don't know how it worked, but basically, let's say he had an envelope somewhere in his house, and he kept a couple of hundred dollars in that envelope. And every time there would be a disagreement with somebody over a money issue, then he would, instead of fighting, instead of saying, no, let's go to Dintaira, no, don't, don't go to Dintaira, this money is earmarked just for Shalom, let's take out the money from that little envelope and pay the guy for that. Now, with that money, it didn't come out of my wallet, if it comes out of my wallet, it hurts. But this is like escrow, this is like money that's in a Shalom escrow account, I was never, I can't touch it anyway, it's not my money. It's a shalom account. It's something that, you know, it doesn't feel, I don't feel a pinch because it was, it wasn't, it's like hectic. It wasn't earmarked for me anyway. I'd be, if I touch it, I'd be mal. So it makes life so much easier. For a little money, sometimes you could buy so much happiness. But if you're going to be makbid on everything, you know, then it's never going to, it's, it's, it's always going to, you know, come right back at you. It's going to haunt you. You're going to, if you don't pay that money, let's say that the case with your neighbor. So let's say it's $100, you know, with the gardener, I don't know, he cut down a tree or whatever. Something happened between you and your neighbor, and now you're going to, you know, you're fighting it out with your neighbor over a $100 tree. Now, for the rest of your life, as long as you're living in this house, every time you come out of your house and you see the neighbor, what do you do? You give him a dirty look, or you turn the other way, and you can't say good Shabbos to him, you're not allowed to say good Yantav to him, you're not allowed to, you know, invite him to your simchas, he can't invite you to, for what, for 100 measly dollars? Elamai, so why are you making a fight? Because it's not the, it's the principle of the matter. How dare he get over it? Get over it, live with it, be mevater, and when you're mevater, you win. When you lose in life, very often you win, and when you win in life, you lose. You might win, you might win a dentire, but at what cost? What cost? Is it worth it? It's not worth it. If Steinemann was like a great mevater, and there's a sign that um, I saw in a magazine that it was, I don't know if it was being sold in the stores in Herzl, and I don't know if he said it himself, but this was a sign that, um, that it had a picture of Steinemann and it said on it, I guess he did say it, I don't think they would attribute it to him if he didn't say it, but it says like this, Nar Hayisi, Gamza Kanti, I was young and I was old, Velayra Isi, Mevater Nifsad. And never in my life, similar to what Rav Shach said, I never saw a Mavater lose. Never. 
Mavater always wins every single time that you are able to give in and to forego your covet, forego your money, forego your, your, your self-esteem, whatever it is, your dignity, the covet that you expected. People didn't you know, give you the right seat at a chasna or they forgot to invite you to the chasna or, you're, you, know, or you, they, whatever. You, know, you thought that you were going to get shlishi uh, on Shabbos and instead you got chamishi on Shabbos and that was like a, you know, such a, and you're going to get crazy from it? Get over it. Just be mavatu. Forget about it. Don't don't get nuts over it. It's not worth it. You'll save so much aggravation, so much life, so many relationships will be saved if you're not such a stickler on every little thing. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz used to tell over the story about the the aguna that saved the Mir Yeshiva. Famous story. There was, during one of the wars in, in Eretz Yisrael, so the whole Mir Yeshiva, which wasn't what it is today, it was a much smaller Yeshiva, they went down to the bomb shelter. Not just the Mir Yeshiva, but the people that lived in, that, in, the, in, this, in, the, in the neighborhood of the Mir Yeshiva, they were all down in the bomb shelter. The bombs were flying. The Imamish heard them whizzing and exploding all over. They thought it was it. They thought it was it. Everybody was davening and crying and learning, whatever they were doing in that bomb shelter. In the middle of all of this, there was an aguna, a woman whose husband refused to give her a get for decades. It was like she was an Aguna Nebuch, her, you know, the better part of her life she gave up. She could have remarried and had a, you know, a nice family, nice life. But this, this husband of hers, who was a terrible person, you know, who mamish messed up her entire life, she, he did not give her a get. And he literally chained her to, to a life of, 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 of terrible, you know, a, just, just one bad thing after another because he didn't permit her to get remarried. This was who was in the bomb shelter. She gets up, this Aguna, in the middle of you know, all this, this, this chaos going on, and she says to the Rabbi Nishleilam, Rabbi Nishleilam, in this chus that you stop the Sakana from befalling us here, I forgive my husband who left me in Aguna for the past three decades of my life who has messed up my life, who has made everything in my life crazy, my kids, my, my marriage, my everything. I couldn't live for the past 30 years of my life because of this guy. I am Meichelim, I'm Mavater, just don't, just stop the Sakana. And all of a sudden the bomb stopped and everything went back to being peaceful. And Chaim Shalom says, this Aguna saved the Mir Yeshiva. Because of this one selfless act of Vitor, that she had every reason in the world. This isn't like stepping on your foot or not giving you chamisha. This is like a real, this is real abuse. This is something that's real. It's not, the other things maybe I was like, you know, okay, big, big deal, get over it. This is something you can't get over. You can't get over somebody literally killing your life, making your life a, a, a nightmare, embarrassing you publicly for not a minute, but for forever. She was able to somehow, some way, find it inside of her to be mevater, to say, I'm I'm Michael him. And because of that, the Rabbi Shalom was Michael her and Michael the entire yeshiva as a result. That's a great, great Eitzah to Menatzeach and Din. And this is from Chazal. If you are able to find this Mida of Vitor in you, the Rabbi Shalom says, you know, he wins. Before the din even starts, he wins. 
if you're able to get over things and, and not be maide to mida, everything has to be perfect, everything, I'm so makbid on my weights, how could he not be makbid on his weights? How could he not be you know, able to give me back what I gave him? I gave him everything perfectly always. I was always so nice to you, so kind to you, so good to you, I did this and that and that. And then when I needed something from you, that's what you do to me? That's a normal reaction. That's din. That's midas adin. Midas adin, you're right. But if you're able to transcend din and go into the world of rachamim, go into the world of vitor, HaKadosh Baruch Hu also will transcend the din of Rosh Hashanah and enter the world with you of vitor and say, machalach, 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 it's fine, I'm a vater, and you should be zeicha to aksiv That's the way it works. That's a chazal. Hashem, if these are these are all wonderful tools, and Mitzvah Hashem, next week we will see a fourth one.